Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. I'm Hallie Levant, and this is Mega the Podcast, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community each week. What a treat and a treasure. You know I'm always joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for Climax, our high school ministry. Please welcome Gray Haas, everybody. Hey, Hallie. How are you doing? So good. Bless, bless, bless. Well, you know, I'm not uh, doing great at the moment. Aww. I'm dealing with a, trying to put out a lot of fires right now, really. Hmm. And I'll tell you why. So uh, my my weekend started, I was hanging out with my friend Clay Mason Bannerman. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've talked uh, about him on here before, but yeah. um, Clay Mason's a guy that I've just been really getting close to. He's one of my best friends. I would say he's my best friend. You know, uh, we met because uh, one of his kids used to come to Climax, but now he's in the Marines. And uh, we just ended up forming this great bond. We hang out a lot. So this weekend I was like, hey, Clay, why don't you come to, we do this great uh, workout where uh, we introduce new people into CrossFit. And he said, great. Uh, and we showed up. And right when we get to CrossFit, where we had to pair off in partners, I start getting blown up on my phone calls from an unlisted number. And that can only mean one thing. What? It's the Bethel Music Group. Uh-huh. And as you know, uh, for those who don't know about Bethel Music Group, it's a it's basically a secret society of Christian songwriters and music influencers. And we decide about the direction of Christian music. And I was initiated into it last year. I can't tell you much more about it. But we do have emergency meetings when something comes on our radar that's really upsetting. So I'm getting these calls and I get oh. put into... I you know, step outside and get put into a, a, a group chat. And Hallie, have you heard about this song? It's called Him, H-Y-M-N, for the 81%. Him for the 81%. Him for the 81%. Yes, because my son Day uh, brought it to me and made me listen to it. Right. See, it's a virus right now, Hallie. Actually, what it is, and for those who don't know, it's a song that some guys wrote in Indiana, uh, unfortunately, and it's about how evangelicals should not be supporting our president. It was written by one guy, I think, Daniel. Oh, really? Daniel Dietrich. Well. Uh, he's in the lion's den right now with the Bethel Music Group. We have a list. It's called the Thomas List. It's not a blacklist, but it's basically like, hey, you're a doubter. You're going to go on this list. Um, you know, some pretty big names on, uh, in the Christian music world are upset about this. And we've decided that we've probably got to put a stop to it. So right now what we're doing is we're looking into the measures that we can take to essentially make sure this song doesn't reach any, anybody else. I bet Amy Grant went on the Thomas list when she did the crossover hit with Peter Cetera. She absolutely did. She's still on it, actually, from really? that. Yeah, I can't tell you who else is on the list. Um, but, uh, you know, among them, uh, you know, a few Jaws of Clay, a few of the guys from Jaws of Clay are on it. Um, definitely uh, Daniel Bazan from Pedro the Lion and others. Um, but, Hallie, the, the worst thing is when I went back into CrossFit, you know, it's Clay Mason's first time at Cross, CrossFit. He was spotting a guy. He was doing it wrong, mm. unfortunately. Oh, no. And the guy ended up dropping a, you know, a lot of weight on his neck. And now he's paralyzed from the neck up. Oh, no. So it was really painful because Clay felt terrible about it. And oh. uh, yeah, the guy's 
completely paralyzed from the neck up. Clay has had such tragedy. He had the um, jet ski incident, too. I know, yeah. He lost his friend to a jet ski accident just not long back. And, and his a, wife left him? Well, it was really a flying jet ski, if you remember. That oh, was that's the, right. Yeah, and um, yeah, his wife left him, and now he's got this... You know, you've got to be able, you've got to really spot each other in that, uh, mm-hmm. especially when you're throwing that much weight up in a clean jerk. Well, he's lucky to have you. He's certainly lucky to have you. And you know what? So, well, it's funny you bring up the him for the 81% because this was going on in my household all week too, because my son, Day, he um, was putting it on in the car. And I could tell that it was Christian music because it has kind of the build, the build, the build to the, you know, release, release, release. And so I knew it was Christian. It was God honoring. And I said, I like this. What's he talking about? And I said, what does it say? And in my Lexus, I can read. It says the song. Oh, right. And I said, what's the hymn for the 81%? What's 81%? uh, What does that mean? Because there were no lyrics about 81%. I said, what's 81%? And Day says, mom, 81% of evangelicals voted for Trump. And I said, oh, okay, cool. So there's a hymn, you know, like hymns you think of as like old music. And we like contemporary Christian music. And this sounds like contemporary. But Day said, Mom, are you listening to the words? And I said, no, but I like it because it's a hymn. I wish we'd had more than 81%, but at least it's a majority, you know. And so I start listening to the words. And he's saying, come on home, come back home or something like this. And I got to be honest with you, I really struggled with it because what he was saying is that like, hey, all you Christians, you're the ones who taught me love and you're the ones that taught me about truth. And um, what he's basically saying is that we're diverging from those values. Right. And every time I hear 81%, I'm going, hey, that's a Bernie Sanders thing. He's always talking about some 81% or something. And I'm like, well, these guys are clearly just ripping off, you know, somebody else's ideas. Yeah. And you know what? I was really struggling with it because, you know... He was saying that, like, basically Christians have lost their way. And I was like, excuse me, we are the way, the truth, and the life. Well, you know, Jesus is. But I I really struggled with it. And so I brought it up to my book club. And I said, ladies, um, you know, we're reading this book, Freeze My Margarita. Oh, you're doing that one again? Yeah, we're doing it again. Oh, great. Just seems like a great book to return to. I think so. Another girl picked it uh, two years in a row. That's great. Yeah. And now I get it in the big text. So the book looks like I'm reading a 700 page book because I get it in the large print. Right. And so it makes me feel smart when I'm carrying around a real thick book. Anyway, so I asked the girls at book club, I said, you know, have you heard about this song hymn for the 81%? And it's saying that Christians have lost their way and we need to remember the values of love and all this stuff, kids in cages and all this stuff. And I, and, um, you know, one of the girls had a good point. She goes, you know what, when people try to disparage our president, I say, the thing that we're paying him for with our tax dollars is exactly what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, let's say, look at a fireman. If a fireman is saying derogatory things about women while he's simultaneously saving me from a fire, well, you know what? I'd say my tax dollars are well spent. You know what I mean? And like, if I want to hire a guy to clean my septic, I don't need to know his character. I just need to know if he'll do the job. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I just feel like He's saving precious babies. It's common sense. You know what I mean? God used an evil pharaoh. Here we go. Well, I guess if there's somebody that's paralyzed from the neck up, it's also this guy who wrote this song. So I'm calling you out. Why don't you live the words that you put in my mouth? Well, just like David needed a Jonathan, I need more of today's guest in my life. Please, please welcome Jaden Harlan. Hi, how are you? Hey, Jaden. So nice to see you. You're one of the youngest guests we've ever had. 
I bet so. <laughs> oh, I am so excited to have you. Jaden is the host of the talk radio show Crosstalk, and I think your radio show might even be bigger than our podcast. Well, I've had a little time to work on it now. Um, I started pretty young now. I'm 15 years old now, and um, 15 years young, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and I'm. Uh, but I started it when I was. Uh, when I was nine years old. So, Jaden, tell us a little bit about how you started this really cool radio show, Crosstalk. Uh, it's basically about politics? Yes, that's okay. exactly what it's about. Oh, wow. I found that when I was growing up, there were a lot of kids that were not like me. And um, I felt like I would go to school and everyone was talking about, you know, the latest... Uh, sitcom that was on and I wasn't watching that and kids were talking about oh um have you heard the latest uh Katy Perry song or, and, and things like that and I would say what I I don't I don't listen to that I don't like that hmm. and I found that there was no space in my town for a young conservative voice oh. so what I did is I went down to my rumpus room downstairs and where there was just mostly old furniture, but I thought if I can clear out this corner, I could set up a little studio because I had been listening to um, a lot of Rush Limbaugh to fall asleep, but it wasn't helping. It would just keep me up all night because I was so excited by what I was hearing. And I thought, I can do this for kids my own age. Ooh, kids my awesome. age need a voice. That's awesome. And so you set up a studio in your rumpus room and you just mm-hmm. started broadcasting. I set up a YouTube channel. Oh. I didn't have any experience with it, didn't know anything about it. I wrote to YouTube and I said, what do I need to do? And, um, and did they write back? No, they, they actually have, it's pretty easy to find on the, on the page how to do it. So uh, they just directed me there. So I just went to the, uh, the FAQ and then uh, I was set up within an hour. So you started broadcasting and what are the kind of things that you like to talk about? Well, like I said, I had to find a space for young conservative voices. So we talk politics and we talk it hard on this show. Wow. We we really don't take any prisoners and um, we don't make any apologies either. That's my big, uh, those are our number one rules. We don't take prisoners and we, 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 and we don't take apologies. Oh, that's one rule. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. We don't mind run on sentences and we do uh, not care about, because we're kind of rule breakers. So we'll break a, a grammar rule or whatever if we need to. Is that still under the one rule, all that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where do you get your news? How do you know what's happening in the news every day? Because it's, uh, it's. I mean, there's so much. How do you even keep up? Yeah, well, that's obviously we can't go to the mainstream news sources because they're always lying. Oh, yeah. And so we don't want to get our news from there. So my dad and my uncle and some of his friends have a couple of sites that they pointed me to. Oh. And that's where we get all of our um, cool. news from to start the day off. Uh, and that's why I got to let kids my age know what's going on. Um, my uncle is really good friends with um, Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Oh, yeah. He's great. Yeah. So he's been helping out a lot behind the scenes oh, and really? will let us know about other stuff, too. So, I, uh, you know, I took the liberty before you came here to look at some of the videos and you've got some, you know, millions of hits. The one that was really awesome. I thought was just impressive is the one where you take down the Girl Scout on the show. Mm. You invite this young woman on who's selling cookies or whatever, and you really give it to her about this, you know, basically she's a part of kind of a liberal organization if you really think about it absolutely she was not and i don't know if this was clear on there she was not a planned guest oh really she came to the door while we were i was recording 
you know, I could kind of see that because she was kind of confused. Yeah. She was trying to sell you cookies and you were sort of... And I would never have just invited her on unless I was. it was an ambush. Right. Because that's what I do with most of my guests. It's an ambush. Um, but she was at the door, interrupted me. So I was already... Then I was already at a, at a 10 when I answered the door because... No one was home. I don't like anyone. I don't like my mom to be home when I'm recording because I don't know how loud I'm going to get or if she's going to bust downstairs and want to use the um, elliptical. Um, so I know that I need everyone out of the house. And so when that doorbell rang, you know, I was I came I came up there like a house on fire and I answered the door. What the heck do you want right now? Uh, can't you see I'm recording? Um, and I mean, she wouldn't have known, but she but by my, my face, she would have known because I was livid. And um, so she uh, she was selling cookies and I thought, this is a perfect opportunity for one of my classic um, ambushes. So I brought her downstairs into the, into the rumpus room. I grabbed her by the arm and uh, um, brought her down there. And she, she was, I mean, she was, uh, her mom uh, was in the car. And I, I just put my hand up and then said, she will be fine. Um, and the, the, I mean, the mom, God bless her, she stayed uh, in the car. And we did about a 35-minute segment. And I told her about how Girl Scouts, this is not an organization that we need to be looking up to, nor do we need to be giving them any sort of money right now, and that the Boy Scouts is where it's at. Mm. And um, uh, would she be willing to give me some money to support the Boy Scouts of America? And um, and she'd be, she didn't really have any talking points planned. She had no uh, idea about the organization itself. She kept deferring to her mother, who wasn't even in the room. So as I mean, you, it it got a lot of hits, which I was really glad about um, because it's been one of my best takedowns so far. Well, I didn't know that it was a, a liberal organization, and I mean, I love a thin men. I'm going to put those in the freezer. I go for the peanut butters every time. I even could be stretched to a dosy dough, or what are those shortbread ones called? Tagalongs. I'll take a tagalong. Trefoils. Trefoils. Uh, Samoans. Right. Yeah. Not a political, politically correct cookie, but really delicious. The the one that has the it looks like a thin mint, but it has a layer of peanut butter in it. I don't know what that's called. Right. I did, tried that lemon one. It's really trash. Mm. Who wants that? So did you buy any cookies from her? I bought two boxes with the promise that I will be throwing these back at you, at your next event, wherever that is. I know you don't do Pinewood Derbies, but whatever your equivalent of that is, I will be there and these will be thrown back in your faces. So Jaden, you're so young and you've, you're really engaged, but you're probably getting also a lot of hate from the liberal media. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Well, the media has been uh, taking shots at me. Um, you know, they uh, they see me as a threat now. Yeah. Um, and because of my youth and that I'm getting the youth uh, excited about my point of view now. You know, I was born in 2005. Wow. So that's, they don't understand someone from that time period. And it's very obvious that everyone's out of touch and that I'm the wave of the future. I'm the wave of the future, wave of the future. Yeah. Um, and... They think that they've got on the lib side, you know, who do they have that's even close to being someone to speak that kind of truth to people at a young age? Mayor Pete, Buddha mm. Fudge Packer? No, I don't think so. They've got only uh, that's that's their their voice right now. So it's just me out there telling the truth. So how do I deal with it? Um, I, I speak the truth on on the show as much as I can, and will continue to, and will not be shut down. Though I have been shut down three times now 
you're very brave, Jaden. I have to tell you, you are very brave. And you know what? The Bible says that Satan is really angry because he knows he's going to lose in the end. He might mm-hmm. have a stronghold over, he might be the, the prince of this current world, but he knows that in the end, you know who wins? The light wins and the darkness dies and you are a light in the darkness. And so that's, I, I, you, you know, not to say that the liberals are, you know, the devil, but you know, who knows? I mean, they're, they're getting angry. You can tell you watch these debates and stuff. You can tell they're all so mad because they just know that ultimately they're going to lose. Yeah. It's sad to see, but we've got the truth on our side and that's all that matters. Um, and I, you know, I loved learn from history and, you know, things back in, you know, like 2000, 1995, 1990, things like that. It's really interesting when you see things that went on then and how we got to the place we are. I mean, reading about how, you know, the Clintons killed Vince Foster um, is is one of the things that some of my my listeners might not know about right away, but I have to inform them about their history. Yeah. Now, I was noticing you are wearing a um, sort of a dark blue suit with a, a red, white, and blue tie, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I was wondering thanks. about, you've got a few pins here. One says, Shapiro, my hero. W- what is that? Yeah, I. that's uh, for Ben Shapiro. Um, he's one of the best tweeters around right now. So oh. I, uh, I have that on there to um, kind of memorialize him. He's not dead, but to keep him going in case he does die. Cause he's probably at risk of someone, you know, someone gets big and is telling the truth. Who knows what happens? And then you've got an American flag pin and then you've got That's one that cool. says slide, right? Catheters. That's right. That's one of my sponsors. Oh, um, I have it actually, besides the really young, I have really old followers too. Oh, um, I think a lot of older listeners think of me like they're the grandson that they, uh, never had wish or the one that wish they had right so um yeah a lot of older uh listeners will send me polo shirts um uh khakis in the mail and um i'll wear them on the show uh i mean most of them don't know how to access my show uh but uh they know that i exist and are trying to support me so do you go to school uh that's a great interesting hard to answer question because yes i do but uh, because I'm concerned about my safety at school and needing to protect myself, I've created my own classes and they let me have basically free period after homeroom. Oh, really? So I can go to the library and I can uh, study all day or what normally I'll do is just go home. That's great. And then I can record more. Yeah, because you're doing, you're making a difference in the world. I mean, most high school kids are just worried about, you know, flirting and, and, and sending each other dirty pictures and stuff, and you're making a difference. Yeah. I mean, I see these, my, my contemporaries um, flying into the TikToks and, and, mm-hmm. and the, these things that are just going to ruin and corrupt their minds. And that's why I, I mean, I'm up to making five shows a day right now. Really? So yeah. How, how long are you recording every day? Each one is three hours, but we, we easily, we easily pare that down, um, to two fifteen. So 15 hours a day, you're basically on air. That's right. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the YouTube videos, you can see everything that right. is all on there because we don't edit those at all. Um, we, for the radio show, um, which goes out on a uh, serious channel, um, 789. Okay. And that's, um, uh, Christian activity talk. Uh, that's a, a, a channel. Everyone, probably your listeners listen to that too. And, uh, they have a spot for me on there for my show and that gets pared down 
for uh, a two-hour, 15-minute slot. So you say we. How many people do you have working for the organization that is Crosstalk now? I've been saying we a lot. It's only me. Okay. Uh, oh. Yeah. Like, I uh, I have I had an editor for a while um, that uh, just was editing, uh, honestly, the facts out. So we had to... Uh, we had to let him go. Who was your editor? My little brother, Jorlin. Now, Jaden, um, how did you get millions of listeners? Do you advertise on local TV or do you advertise on TikTok? Or how do you, I mean, you have millions and millions. How many, how many followers do you have right now? I have 3.5 million followers on YouTube. Wow. Yep. wow. And each video uh, or radio broadcast is getting about how many listens? Um one recently I did, the Girl Scout one, got 10 million views. Awesome. Yeah. So I started, obviously I started with the YouTube videos and really it helped from getting some people passing on my material, word of mouth, word of mouth. Um, and uh, I got that one big one from Rush and that really put me on the map. Yeah. What? How do you feel about what he's going through right now? I think it's obviously a tragedy. He has been the biggest figure in my life outside of my mom. My dad does not exist. And so he is kind of a father figure to me. Um, I've never met him, but uh, when he put me in his mentions and that one time, that really helped me. So I am praying for him as everyone obviously should every day. Um, I think the Medal of Freedom probably gets him a few more years. And I'm glad about that. But he has been truly a lifesaver and um i think it's no coincidence then that once he started mentioning me and got me on the map is when i got my advertisers in um life alert um yeah the catheters you mentioned uh mary Kay. so you mentioned your dad doesn't exist that's got to be painful where where is he yeah, it was sad that he's no longer um, around. Oh, I mean, he died. He, no, he lives in the house still. Oh, but he does doesn't exist to me. Uh, we just don't. He doesn't see what I do, so I don't see. He doesn't see what I do as right or uh, honest or true, which it is. So I don't see him at all. I see. Yeah. What does he do? He is. Um, he works for Habitat for Humanity. Oh, okay. So he sets up. Uh, I, I don't even know beyond that, to be honest. He He's usually around canvassing or uh, he, he's gone a lot of the time. So I guess, yeah, he's an absent father in that way right? because he's barely on, he's on the road or he's uh, making houses or whatever that organization does. Uh, I'm saying does in quotes because I haven't seen any of the results of whatever they've ever done. Um, and But he, yeah, he's basically not around and... Uh, don't doesn't exist in the family to me that's got to be really painful it is now here i am again i didn't know about the girl scouts and i thought habitat i well i thought didn't jimmy carter well wasn't jimmy carter a he was a republican right i mean i he's white and has a friendly face no he's a democrat he was one of the jimmy carter yeah he's one of the um the democratic presidents that we've had oh i thought he yeah, I didn't okay. know. Okay, all right. Yeah, I didn't really know about Jimmy Carter because I knew he was a Christian, yeah, he at looks least at like one, one point. Yeah, he's an old uh, white But, guy. you know, I, I don't know a lot about American political history, so I don't really know oh. about him. He's what we call, he's one of the stains, the skid marks on our on our 
on our political history. Well, who are your favorite presidents, Jane? Well, of my lifetime, there's only been a few. But I guess going back, the ones that I've looked to, um, you know, the one that really got me into politics was because I saw my mom would kiss a picture of George W. Bush every night. Oh, yay. And uh, so I saw him when I was very young. Um, and uh, that was a big influence for me. Um, I've been really going into seeing the benefits that we saw from Warren Harding. And I don't know if you know much about him. No. But no. he's similar to a certain president we have right now in that he got a bad rap from the lib- liberal media sp- of making up scandals. Um, he was involved. Uh, sorry, he was not involved in something they made up called the Teapot Dome Scandal. Hmm. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's exactly as made up as it sounds. Um, there and I looked it up. There was no teapot. There was no dome. So, in going back, what what is some of the uh, most difficult um, radio interviews that you've had to do that haven't gone as well? Well, I guess the worst one probably would be with the my science teacher, Mr. Tabellario. Okay, and because he just kept trying to poke holes where there were no holes in logic of things I was saying. And uh, it just got me fired up in the way that I don't like to be fired up. I like to be fired up, and I like to start angry and end angrier on my show. But this was a kind of anger I didn't enjoy. He just made me angry to the point where I felt bad at the end. But I felt bad for him. Um, But that interview didn't go very well. and because I kept getting angry, and usually I like when I get angry for my guests to get angry too, and he just kept staying calm. Uh-huh. And that just doesn't work for, that doesn't make for good radio. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What was he poking holes in about? Uh, well, creation. Oh. What, is he trying to say the Earth's millions of years old or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know, things we already know aren't right. Uh, aren't right. Just open the book. That's and, right. um, but he, we've had a, a real adversarial relationship at school already. So I thought it would make for good radio. Um, but it was more, he was also trying to, he brought out an attendance sheet and shown how many classes I'd missed mm-hmm. and uh, wanted to, I don't know, expose some of that. But I'm the one that has the radio show. He doesn't. Right. Now, I was wondering too about the one, um, and I, I'm guessing this is the volleyball team at your school, but you just said um, you have one interview that's just like volleyball hose yeah is what it's called Mm -hmm. and i just wondered what that one was about that was exposing okay so the one time i decided i would i would try to engage with some of my neanderthal classmates was to try out for the volleyball team oh and uh obviously there was a bias there's a conservative bias um in the sports unit of, of my school apparently so i was uh uniformly rejected uh, in the uh, the audition for the team, and they so I naturally went home to uh, to talk about it on the show and expose it. And uh, one of the what I call volleyball hoes, uh, as it's now famous, uh, wrote and commented on one of my YouTube videos, and that was where I was able to go in deeper on what was wrong with them. And uh, I got I got their uniforms changed. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, because they wear, I've always been so surprised that we put these girls in essentially underpants bottoms. Yeah, not anymore. Now, really? now, now it's long sleeves. No neck can show during the game. Oh, you were the one who did A that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's start, it started out of spite, but so a lot of great things do. And that was why uh, I felt like I needed to come back at that. But now really what it is, is a moral thing. And they are, because they were flagrantly flaunting their uh, bodies that have, are, you know, too, they're taught in ways that bodies shouldn't be. Mm. Bodies need to have little rolls. Um, be softer. Yeah. yeah. And um, the tanness that their bodies were showing, the suppleness of the part where the breast and the nipple come together oh. was becoming obviously distracting for the other teams and the people going to watch the games. So we had, to, I just felt like that had to be stopped. No, Jaden, I, I just, my, my one question though is, were, were you trying out for the women's volleyball team? Well, um, I didn't, well, I guess uh, if you're trying to poke holes in something, I don't I'm, know if you I'm are. Just curious. Uh, right? Yes, I guess if you, I, maybe you did your research, but. Um, because there isn't a boys team. Well, I didn't know. I saw the, the, the poster for it and I went to that one, but I didn't read, I didn't read the thing. Uh, oh. past the headline, which is something a lot of my uh, listeners do. They read the headline and they won't read the story. So um, I was just doing that and uh, went to the, the wrong one by accident. But there is no boys team, right? There is not. Okay. It's hard to feel rejected like that. Now, how do you get some of your guests? Or are more of your shows just you by yourself? They mostly are. Yeah. We've done some call-in shows recently cool. where my mom and some of her friends will call in. Well, that's good. Um, they're all on the same page. They all. And then it becomes a thing where we each kept. There's a lot of just yes, yes, yes. And uh, agreeing with each other. Or I heard this. Do you think that's true? And I'll say I yes, I believe so. That's cool. Do you feed them all the, your, the questions and talking points? I do. Okay, that's good. What's your favorite thing to get mad at? Lately, um, it's been uh, the rollerbladers outside my house. Oh, really? Um, because, uh, again, the tautness of the bodies. Um, oh, sorry. I was talking about on the show. Oh, um, interesting. Um, I guess my favorite... My my favorite thing right now has been uh, Rachel Maddow. Oh, I know who she is. Yeah, the short haired one. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the one. Uh, All the girls on the news are supposed to have long, you know, long legs, long hair, right? Yeah, I've never seen her legs, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, yeah, it comes anyway, no. And what is it about her that makes you so mad? Does she also rollerblade? I guess I would assume so. She kind of looks like it. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't watch her show or listen to her, but occasionally she pops up on some uh, one of my sites. Oh. Um, I mean, usually an exaggerated version of her where with little horns and a, a little tiny mustache. Um, but so I know what she looks like and uh, I know what what she feeds people on um. a daily basis. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting to know that that stuff is out there and people believe it as fact. It's hard to see it come from a woman, too, because women are supposed to be nurturing and taking care of people. And when you see a woman, you know, trying to sow seeds of destruction, it's like, well, that's not even really in the nature of a woman. You know, we're life givers. I mean, I don't think she even has any kids. Oh, um, I, I and she's got childbearing hips, but oh. I, I haven't seen anything. 
any so, evidence of children. So when you really get, you know, teed off at her, what do you do? Do you tweet her or do you, uh, you know, DM her? How do you, what do you do? Yeah, I've been tweeting, uh, I, I've been tweeting at her. She has um, an Instagram page. Um, I've been doing direct mail a lot lately. Um, um, and see that, I feel like that's one of those things that, you know, my grandparents used to do. Right, cool, yeah. that's a tradition yeah. of this country as male, and we forget about it. So I've been sending uh, mail to her. So, aside from your mom and some of her friends, uh, who are some of your best mates? What uh, I don't I don't understand. What is the what I don't understand the question? Well, just like Jesus reached Lazarus a little too late, I'm reaching into the mailbag. Everybody, here we go. Hiya, Hallie Gray and guest. I'm so blessed by your podcast each week and need your godly advice for talking to a Catholic friend of mine. He's a UPS driver who was making a delivery to an aspiring mega church here in wintry Kalamazoo, Michigan, when he was rebuked by someone on the church staff for parking on their heated driveway. My friend was upset and told me he didn't understand how a church could spend money on heated driveways when we have such a large homeless population without warm meals or homes. How do I explain to him that our prosperity is just as important to Jesus as occasionally helping the homeless? Faithfully yours, Jonathan. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I guess to me, the th- you know, I didn't really listen to the rest of the story, Hallie, after you said the word Catholic. Um, because, you know, I'm just automatically going to go, hey, is this guy really going to do uh, what Christ would do? Or is he going to do something that's, you know, a bit shrouded in a bunch of mumbo jumbo mm. and the, t- the speaking in a made up language, they're lighting lots of candles. So, you know, when he is going to do anything, I'm thinking, well, he's, he's probably not really clear eyed when it comes to the choices he's making in life. Yeah. So, you know, a Catholic UPS driver. You know what? I feel like your answer, Jonathan, is right there in your question. Our prosperity is just as important to Jesus as occasionally helping the homeless. And you know what? I would say that I bet you that mega church in um, Kalamazoo wants to make sure that nobody's going to slip and fall on some ice on their way in. You got these ambulance chasers that are wanting to come steal all the church's money or whatnot. And so they are, it's important to show a beautiful building to say this our message is excellent. Our delivery is excellent. Our building is excellent. Even our sidewalks and driveways have excellence. And they're going to be heated so that, uh, you know, you're coming up to a church on a Sunday morning, on a Saturday night, and and you're like, I can't even get in here. All this crunchy, old, gray snow piled up. I can't right. get in the door. That's all people need is an excuse not to darken the door, you know? Absolutely. So, What do I, you think, Jaden? Well, when I was listening to this question, do you mind if I go off on kind of one of my rants that I do at the end of my show? Oh, oh no, this would be great. I end all my shows with Jaden's Jambalaya, where I stir the pot. Time to stir the pot. I feel like this would be a good opportunity for me to do that. Oh, that would be awesome. Okay. Awesome. Well, this will kind of be like my show then. Okay. We're back. We're ending tonight with Jaden's Jambalaya, where we're stirring the pot, stirring the pot. We're talking about the homeless today. Homeless. Well, lay, Jesus would say less is more, but not when it comes to the homeless. We don't need more of them. And you know what? People are out there living on the streets. This is this is not what Jesus would have wanted. This is not what our leaders want. And you know what? There are people out there who have been killing the homeless, taking them off the streets in a way that is not Christian, that is not correct. And you know who is doing that is John Podesta and the Clinton campaign. They started cleaning up the homeless people because they thought— that they would vote for 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 the uh, for Trump. 
Um, and so that they they tried, wanted to get rid of him. And that is where this homeless extermination problem started and where it finished. So they started doing this. And you know what they did then is they, they rounded them up and they took him to that pizza parlor in Washington, D.C., where there is a child pornography ring mm-hmm. running out of this pizza shop in Washington, D.C., and they put the homeless people in there and they rounded them up and put them in there and exterminated them there. And this is what you will not read about in the paper. And it makes me sick to my stomach. But that's why I'm here to tell you about these things. That is a crying shame, listeners. And we need to stir the pot on this because homeless people have rights if they get homes. But until then, we need to give them some rights to not be killed. There's got to be a middle area in there. And that's why... You know, Podesta and Clinton, there's a server that's just walking around in the Ukraine right now with all this information on it, but no one's finding it. No one will go out there and find it, but it's just walking around there in the Ukraine. And we, you know, we have to, Benghazi, we have to go there, figure out what happened. Hey, Jaden, doesn't your dad build homes, though, for the homeless? Yes, he does. But that's where this all comes back to, okay? My dad, check... His airline receipts. He took a trip to Maryland in the fall of of, of of 2016, and Maryland is just outside of D.C. My my, he likes pizza as well. Follow the breadcrumbs, America. It doesn't take much to see that my father, Paul Harlan, is involved with this too. He's there. He's you can you can pinpoint him on the map right there. If you had a tracker on him, he would have been there. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. So that's what gets me so so PO'd here. And but why I, I need all of you to rise up, go out into the streets and get those homeless people and 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 you know, put them in homes. Do not do not execute them. Uh, you know, like my father's doing. Um, but put them in a home. Uh, and if if not, just get them off the sidewalk at least cuz we need to be walking there and UPS drivers need to get up on that sidewalk sometimes because some driveways are obscured. I guess that's um yeah, I guess you got really red. Veins got, popping out of your forehead. Wow, that jambalaya was spicy. Jaden Harlan was played by John Hartman. Oh, I love him so much. Follow him at John L. Hartman. And go to his show, Baby Wants Candy, every Friday at UCB Sunset, if you're in L.A. And if you're not, anywhere else in the world, you can watch him on Young Sheldon and The Good Place. I'm Holly Laurent, playing Hallie Labonte. And Grey Haas is played by Greg Hess. You can follow me at Holly Laurent and follow Greg at Hey Greg Hess. And of course, Mega is on your favorite form of social media, and that is at Mega the Podcast. Email your mailbag questions to megathepodcast at gmail. And for a special spot in heaven, rate and review us on iTunes and support us on Patreon.